welcome to Leather Whisper Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today, coming at you with the second book of the House of Night series, Betrayed. Betrayed. I got it right this time. <laughs> I always want to say betrayal, but I know that's not right. Um, as always, Kenzie will read the blurby blurb for us. It's a, it's a bit saucy. Slowly, he reached out and traced one finger over the fluid line of my tattoo. I wanted to tremble under his touch, but I couldn't move. Zoe Redbird is only just settling into the house of Nia, the school for fledgling vampires. But she's already defeated the school mean girl Aphrodite, discovered her own incredible new gifts, and landed the hottest student in the school, Eric Knight, as her boyfriend. But something is going wrong. Where are Zoe's former friends disappearing to? How did she accidentally imprint her completely gorgeous and very human almost ex-boyfriend? And why are her new powers telling her that the people she trusts might not be everything they seem? I am loving the like saucy beginning of it and it's like, sorry, Redbird, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh, um, damn. I want to point out a few things in this. Alright. Um, where are Zoe's former friends disappearing to? I know, I was um, just going to say. I don't think Elliot and Elizabeth were her friends. No, I think they're talking about the, the kids that gets kidnapped. Oh. She knew of them. Like the oh, Chris true. and whoever they are. Yeah. I already forgot their names. Yeah. That's how much they matter to me. Oh, true. And then how did she accidentally imprint? I don't think it we was know. accidental. Yeah, yeah we, we know then, how it happened. Come on. And then it says, like, Eric Knight as her boyfriend and then very human, almost ex-boyfriend. Like, let's just know, condone very, this behaviour. Yeah, we, we, we love cheating slash emotional cheating around here, it seems. Yeah. And it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> Alrighty. With that, thoughts, feelings, emotions can be... <laughs> Uh, going into the second book, I was full of positivity. I was thinking, yes, this is great. I'm going to get some um, teenage love, some teenage kids, and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> what a shit show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I just don't know where I was, where I was expecting um, leading into the second book. I knew the, the Elliot Elizabeth ghost slash zombies that we know them as, I guess, just yes. through guessing. Like, they're going to be a bit of a problem. Um, yes. Very... And then, were you sus on a certain character? Yes, but I have a big fat crush on them, so I don't no. care. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm looking past these red flags. <laughs> red is the only colour I see. Um, but yeah, I think it, we can just go right into it. Nefret yeah. is sus as fuck in this book, which is <laughs> yes. fine. Which is fine. But... Again, with the book, the way it's written and being relatively short and kind of even concise, you begin to notice, because Zoe is the narrator of the book, it's in her point of view. Mm. She, If she noticed changes, like it's going to stick with me. Anytime yeah. Nefret was like, had a clipped tone of voice or was mm. like witnessed yelling at like Aphrodite and we'll get into all that as well. Yeah. Like it's like Nefret is not what she seems. Yeah. And Zoe even described Nefret having like a darker power like around her when she's kind of angry. Mm. So it's like I noticed that shit, but like I choose to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> but that, but then as a balance, anytime Zoe needed, you know, a head to lean on, like Nefret is there. She's like a guiding light, the guiding voice. So it's like it's a weird balance. Yeah. I like I like it. That's why it's like I don't care. It's um, I don't support you know murder but i support empowering women but shit i'll do it if i have to <laughs> exactly and nefret is that yeah i was very interested to see how the book will kick off because like they seemingly end suddenly out in the middle of the real world and they've just you know completed Sawan. so yeah yeah it's very interesting to see how everything kind of comes together in the second book 
Yeah. Throughout the series, we're going to learn a lot of things. And one thing that I didn't expect was going to happen was, like, visitation days from parents. Yes, yes. So this is how the story of this, or how the second book kicks off. Mm. Um, Visitation days. Um, So all the parents who actually kind of love their children, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) and accept them as fledglings and accept this vampirism. They will come in like I think I don't know if it's like a like a day house of nighttime or if it's like just a couple of hours because like I think humans, it's an the... yeah I think it's an evening thing. Yeah, they say so... it's like six to eight or something like a couple of hours. Yeah, because you don't want to fuck up the human bodily. Clock, yeah, because God forbid. And so there's this little bit of tension early, like will Zoe's parents rock up? Which, won't yeah, they? Um, and of course they do, and obviously there's a bit of a scene. But of course they're horrible. <laughs> yes. And, but, like, Nefret's there to girl boss her, the religion away. Like, it's just so yeah. fantastic how she just ate him up. It's, yeah, she's uh, like, fuck kiss. off. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll, you respect our views. I'll, like, I'll respect your views. You respect our views type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it gives off real, real life religious undertones of, like, yeah, don't push your views onto other people or, like, yeah. don't demean what other people believe in because you don't believe in the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing I liked. I enjoyed that perspective because that's exactly what it should be. You know, yeah, you can believe what you believe in, but I'm going to believe what I believe in and we can just respect each other. Yeah, I keep thinking as well, because this is already pre-established in this world. Like, everyone is aware of, like, House of Nights throughout the world and, Mm. you know, the vampires and humans, you know, coincide together. And yet there's still this sense of discrimination. And then I remember living in my world right now, like... It is not perfect. There is, like, the racism and the discrimination and everything, so it makes yeah. total sense that these themes are uh, still around in this book. Yes. We also get to meet Zoe's friends, parents as well. So we meet Stevie. Stevie Ray's mum. Oh, what a blessing. And I think Damien is very <gasps> anxious because, oh, I forgot to mention in the first book as well, like, Damien's gay. Again, it's a very progressive book. Yes. Because um, Zoe is Native American. Shawnee, I think, is African American. Uh-huh. Erin is probably the token white girl. Yeah. Dam- Damien is the token white gay guy. And then Stevie <laughs> Ray is the token southern Texas chick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, we've got all our bases covered. And of course, even now, uh, Zoe is probably getting gawked at and stared at by her peers a lot more because of her new face tattoos. Yes. And then also because now her parents are being horrible people at the open day. Yeah, so what an embarrassing combination of things to happen. Again, this is all within her first month. Yeah. So, yeah, and as I was just going to say, Damien is extra anxious because it's funny. It's not funny. I say it's funny, but it's not funny. (laughs) We, we know what we mean. Um, Damien's parents don't care that he's a vampire or turning into a vampire, but they do care that he is gay. That is, the, that is the wrong thing to be, apparently. Yes. <laughs> um, and I don't think his parents showed up, if I recall. But there was a lot of, I like... I can't di- remember. But yeah, there's a very, lot of dialogue about how, like... Um, you know, yeah, open he is with his sexuality and all that, and everyone makes jokes. Yeah. Not not that they're good jokes, they're very yeah. borderline homophobic as well, but yes. um, again, it was written in 2007. <laughs> we, we don't agree with what's said. But I feel like even there is a bit of homophobia from the other students, I feel like there's people that are like, shut up, that's not cool, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, I completely forgot about that. Like, even in Damien, when Damien first got there, like, yeah, his roommate didn't want to be with him because he Yeah, so he switched. The, yeah. Well, it's good that House of Night don't deal with that shit. Well, yeah. at least don't tolerate that shit. And I think Zoe's grandma rocks up to visiting day as well. Yes. Which is nice. So Zoe gets to, like, 
you know, hang out and have fun and they get to tell her everything. Yeah. And yeah, everything's great at that moment. I think after visiting day, there's a new student being walked through, like a new fl- fresh fledgling. Yes, um, Jack. And obviously he's also, he's astounded by seeing Zoe because obviously her being the new leader of the Dark Daughters and Sons, it poses a bit of a popularity and intrigue amongst her peers. So she has all that and her extra, yeah, tattoos. So she is one little freak show happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> Every, all eyes are on her. Yes. Chosen one. Chosen one, main character, OP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not like other girls, <laughs> as you said. Pick me, choose um. me, love me. <laughs> She kind of welcomes him, um, and because it's her job as leader of the Dark Daughters too, yes. and also at I guess Nefret's request, and you're not going to deny your mentor, yes, a request. And while all that's happening, Zoe is thinking about changing the Dark Daughters and Sons hierarchy system. Yes, because she does not agree with the way that Aphrodite was running it. Because it's it was very like selfish, bullying, higher up seniors antics. She wants none of that. So she adopts, where does the prefect, is it like UK-ish style? I feel like it's very UK. Uh, pre- yeah, it's very boarding school. Yeah, boarding school, probably, yeah, is the better yeah. way to put it. I, yeah. I think of I think of Wild Chicks, that movie, you know, the British. Wild movie. Child. Wild Child, that's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the yeah. prefect girl. Yeah, yeah because that's... I feel like it's very across the board, like prefects in private schools but i think in british schools in particular maybe but anyway yeah zoe's trying to research and adopt that particular style because you know she wants more respect and equality throughout that group and it's not like yeah an inner circle clique so she's enlisted the help of her friends to be like a part of her little council and then they've nominated eric to be a part of it as well and then they're trying to get another member from aphrodite's like two friends to join to to give off the idea like yeah they're not going to discriminate who you were with or like your past like it doesn't matter yeah exactly they're just worrying about like now and like the kind of um loyalty honor and representation that they want to spread moving forward so yeah zoe comes up with a bit of a thing um we also meet a new character that's been mentioned a couple times i think in the first book that we didn't really mention but his name is lauren black or blake Blake, because he, yeah, was away, because he's a poet laureate, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he was away. And thus that, it was him in the beginning, <laughs> remember, if you remember the beginning of the blurb, that was that interaction with Lauren. I would and- like to uh, throw myself under the bus here. Rip into it, Kenzie. Um, in a society where I watched Pretty Little Liars... Um, and I went to an all-girls school, Um, I think that you you want nothing more than your hot English teacher to fall in love with you, right? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) And as a teenager, I was, because yeah, I was watching Pretty Little Liars and I was reading this and I was just in this is the dream mode. (laughs) And reading it, I was just thinking, this is it. This is what I want. This is great. I can't believe that a teacher has fallen in love with her. How amazing. And then, of course, at the end, it's thrown into bits. So, you know, as a teenager, I was well into it. (laughs) I really admire the honesty there, Kenzie. (laughs) Thank you. Now, as an adult, 
it hurts me and it hurts me a lot <laughs> yeah it's fucked up isn't it yeah it's very fucked up he's like i think lauren is a part-time professor and he's only 21 but he's a f- adult yes f- adult vampire so that's yeah. where that whole age discrepancy comes from and I think also in this book, uh, because it is a, like it's a f- fictional sort of world within our world, yeah. um, it isn't frowned upon for no. this kind of relationship. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Although in this book, there is a lot of like those kind of intimate, you know, caressing of the face and like caressing of like the shoulders. And I think there was a moment where he was looking at her marks or tattoos and like there was a caress of the side boob or something like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was at the beginning, it was just him being fascinated by her mark or whatever. And then she yeah. was reading into it. Yeah. With that, Zoe is have having like an emotional like three way essentially. Like, does she want Lauren? Does she want Eric? Does she? Does still she want, want Heath? Heath? <laughs> like, this is what would you call this? This isn't a love triangle. It's a love. What, this like, is prism? polyamory. <laughs> polyamory. This Just is a polycule. This is yeah. the rev- the original reverse harem. <laughs> yes. Who would have known it was a sixteen year old? <laughs> but yeah, so. Zoe is battling with her feelings for these three men, or, bo- or two boys and a, and a man. Um, or well, a I think Eric's 18. Yeah, he's like a senior. Yeah. Fletchling, which isn't too bad. And then Heath is yeah. like her age, so like, she's slowly going up, moving up. She's got the 16, she's got the 18, she's got like the 21. Yeah. She's got a, a fine... She's having a there. great time. Exactly. Is that not the dream? It is, <laughs> it is the dream. Do you, Reading this book, do you think Lauren is sus at all? Like, just with his intentions? <sighs> or is it just, like, as you just said, like, you know, he's just fascinated No, I think, yeah, I think, no, he's not sus. I think it was, yeah, just him doing things and Zoe reading into it. It's like, oh, my God, he loves me. And then and then even when there's the other things that happen, I don't think he, I never thought he was sus. I think because, yeah, he's, like, a famous poet and, like, he's very popular amongst the vampiric community and, yeah, he's hot and attractive. Like, if anyone's giving that sort of attention, you'd probably would, like, look a little deeper into it and overthink yeah. it a bit. But, yeah, I don't know. Right now, to me, he's sus. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Do you just not like it in that... Um, I think it's more the 21-year-old than the 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Do you just not like it because of the age? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. He, I get it. He's pretty. He's like a charming fella, and yeah, as charming I said, fella. Probably, just, just charming. Yeah, um, yeah. Perhaps the fame and the enigma surrounding him is probably what's drawing Zoe's attraction to him more. Yeah. And again, like she's a teenager, she doesn't know what the fuck she wants. Yeah. She's living fluidly almost, and it's great. Mm. While Zoe is living, trying to figure out her prefect system and you know her boy issues, turns out high schoolers that she knew. <laughs> Are being killed. Are going missing. No, they're not being oh, killed. We don't know that oh. yet. <laughs> oh, we don't know. Oh, they're going missing. They're going and, missing. And it's very suspicious. Oh, the, the police uh, are suspicious of the like vampires slash House of Night because of just in the manner of which they're being alive, <laughs> lacerated and drained of blood. Yes. Because it has to be vampires. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the only people who do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um. And the police interview Zoe because she knew of these boys. But yeah, like, she knew them. Like, but obviously not in yeah a friend way. Like they've conversed at th- like a yeah. party. Yeah, and that type of thing. And I think and just so- because yeah they knew 
Heath, and then Heath knows Zoe, and Zoe's a vampire, and then that's how they connect it to the vampires. <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh, one of, I think it's Detective Marks and Detective somebody else, which I forget. <laughs> but I like Marks after, you know, towards the end of the I book. thought he would play a bigger role. In the series or in this In book? the series. Oh, okay. Just from the basis of what happened in this book. Yeah. I think the, there's a point where Zoe inter, uh, eavesdrops on a conversation between Aphrodite and Nefret as well, in which Nefret is like yelling, screaming, crying, mm-hmm. throwing up at Aphrodite mm-hmm. um, because she obviously lost favor of the Dark Daughters. And with, oh, we forgot to mention this in the first book, but that's okay. But with Aphrodite's visions, she has historically not told Nefret what's going to happen because she doesn't want to save kind of humans yeah yeah but um in, in the first book there was an incident and then you know she was forced to tell Nefret and then Nefret saved the day whatever blah 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 but now Aphrodite is getting visions and it's all like dramatic and hazy and Nefret just doesn't believe her because she believes she's out of favor with Nyx yeah so she's like why would Nyx tell you something yeah and I think Nef- uh, Aphrodite was explaining like you know, something's wrong, it's disgusting, it's just so wrong. Like, that's how they kind of describe a lot of, like, negative energies and negative things, like, it's wrong. It's yeah, bad, it feels it's wrong. Yeah, which is cool. So Zoe eavesdrops that, and she's a bit chuffed because Aphrodite is now out of favour with um, Nefret as well. And yeah. she's lost her high priestess training because she's, like, a selfish and a bully. Yeah. But, yeah, and this is a different Nefret that Zoe sees so she's getting a bit like anxious about how she should feel towards her she doesn't know whether or not she could trust her i think it helps with who we presume nick's in zoe's mind you know telling her to emit information when needed whenever she's interacting with nefret as well so yeah so there's that oh i think also at the parent night zoe witnesses aphrodite being verbally abused by her parents oh yes this book also, yeah, Zoe starts to kind of turn her head on Aphrodite. Like, she's developing a lot more sympathy towards her because of these little bits of information that are being revealed about her. Because um, it gives off the, you know, bullies are bullies because they're kind of being bullied by their own parents and, like, the, the, their own familial people. So, which is a pretty shit thing, but um, I suppose mm. for this book it's the way it is. So Zoe is overwhelmed by, like, the teenagers going missing and everything, and I think she goes on a walk, and she encounters Aphrodite having a vision, and this vision is of Zoe's grandma dying, a bridge collapsing or exploding or something, and Zoe's grandmother dying, plus a bunch of other people. No, a boat crashes into the bridge. A boat crashes into a bridge, and then there's people, like, on the boat, but then there's people, uh, in cars on the bridge as well that die. Yep. Yep, so it's a whole thing. And now this is like a little little bargaining tussle of Aphrodite is trying to use leverage this information in order to gain a favour from Zoe. Yes. Zoe then accepts because she wants nothing more than to save her grandmother, whom she loves oh so dearly. And so Aphrodite tells her every, as much gives her as much information as possible. Zoe decides not to talk to Nefret about this after recalling, you know, how she treated Aphrodite and saying that her like her uh, gift is being withdrawn by Nyx, like now's a good opportunity to prove whether or not that's true. Mm -hmm. So then Zoe enlists the help of her friends and they come up with a fun, funny little scheme of of to how to stall. Yes. It's very funny. (laughs) 
It is so stupid. They're like, were they environmental activists? Activists, yeah. I forget what type of terrorist name that they're called, but this is so, like, it's so stupid. And it's, if something like that were to happen in real life, where you were to fake a phone call being, like, a fake terrorist group, like, there were real serious repercussions for doing that. But they, yeah, also got, like, a burner phone. Like, they did it all correctly. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, nothing went wrong, and it was great. Oh, I think, I just looked it up. They're the Nature's Jihad. Jihad, yeah. And they've claimed to have planted a bomb under the bridge. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, like, yeah, they had a whole plan. They had to call the FBI or whatever, like, during the daytime. Mm. Oh, I think even if it was this day and then Zoe decides to free up some time and she goes to Starbucks at some point, maybe. Oh, she has well. to go to Starbucks to, yeah, pass the time. Or... And so, yeah, this is where I initially got few confused with the whole, oh, she's far away from the house tonight, she's going to die. But then, yeah, we've already established Established that, that uh, yeah, I think extended period of time. Yeah, they can be a few hours away, but they also, they just get sick. They don't actually die, die. So, yep, and this is where she stumbles across Heath, because Heath is putting up missing pe- person's flyers for one of the friends. And That's right. And... It's a bad idea. And they start having a chat. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Because <laughs> I thought Heath was going to go crazy, crazy, being like, oh, I love you, Zoe, blah, 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 blah. But it was actually quite a, can we please talk? And then oh, yeah. they hash some things out. Then they Because, yeah, home. he's a changed man. Yeah, he hasn't had a drink in, like, a little while now. Hasn't been high in a little while. Yeah. Because that is the be-all, end-all of a 16-year-old. And so they get to chatting. They end up getting into a car. And I think Heath kind of is a dick because he trapped Zoe in this situation like things I think Zoe told him about the sense of bloodlust but he ends up cutting his arm open yeah a little bit and then Zoe's like I have to drink it so she starts feeding on him and this whole scene is a very sexual and sensual thing mm. like it was a weird like feeding uh, just like a blood play makeout session I mean it, it got me going <laughs> you you said to me that Oh no, I, I joke saying, is this where you got your torture porn fetish from? And you're like, it's yes. Not it's not so torture no. It's just blood porn. Oh, fuck. Blood porn. There we go. This this is what changed your life forever. This changed your trajectory. I don't see the issue. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, they're getting into it. Um, it almost kind of goes a bit too far. And then obviously they're interrupted by, by like yeah. a weird parking guard person is like you can't park here fuck off but like just the thing with any i think this is a theme throughout all vampire not just vampire fantasy but just like a vampire genre like there is this real sense of sensuality and sexual things with blood whether it's eating giving also uh in a book series that i have read oh no i'm not going to tell you don't worry, I, I think I have a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot around, like, blood and feeding and drinking, and it is very sensual. So, obviously, this is no different. It must just be a historic, just the yeah. historical theme. Is just- I think it is, uh, a, like, a historic thing that, like, a vampire feeding from you is, like, a lustful. Yeah, lustful thing. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but, of course, this, I suppose, solidifies what little imprint that was there, so... Now, Zoe has another issue. She's kind of unironically lusting after Lauren, but, like, she's feeding on Heath and she wants to, like, take him. Yeah. And then Eric is just there on his, like, poetry, no, acting mission or something. Mm. So Eric is not even here for most of the book and it's just, like, <laughs> this poor girl. She can't yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and, yeah, that causes extra issues. 
But yeah, no, just the funniest thing about the whole book was just the terrorist organizing. Like, yeah. <laughs> how, to, how to do it properly. That was just so funny. Yeah. So lighthearted. Um, so they end up finding the kids. Yeah. The missing kids. Um, and then they... Is it then that they realize that who is doing it or is that later? No, it's a bit later. They... It's confirmed that they're dead. Yes. Yeah, so that just makes it a bit more depressing for Zoe. Oh! Stevie Ray dies. Yeah, so Stevie Ray uh, is coughing periodically and she tells Zoe, you know, she's just feeling a bit under the weather. Blah, yeah, blah. it's very noticeable, like, to, yeah. like the, the extra emphasis of, oh, Zoe, uh, uh, Stevie Ray's been coughing or she looks very pale and, yeah, she's yeah. feeling unwell. Yeah, and then so Stevie Ray dies... I wasn't Rip. expecting that right off yeah, the bat. <laughs> yeah, dies in Zoe's arms. It was just—it was very traumatic for Zoe. I really felt for her. Yeah, like, but again, also friend. this is like she's been there for about a month. May, maybe something about like vampires or the sense of like they're all going through this together. It kind of enhances a little bit of an extra friendship. Bond, yeah, perhaps. extra friendship. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then so they end up. Heath gets taken. Oh no. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does get taken, but I forgot another important part. Yeah, just real quick before we bounce into all this, because this kind of relates to Stevie Ray's death. Um, Zoe does her first full moon ritual as a dark daughter and son, and it turns out all her friends also have an affinity to a specific element. Yes. I can't believe I almost forgot that part. <laughs> so Stevie Ray is has an affinity to earth, Shawnee to fire, Aaron to water... Damien to oh what's the other one air air and then Zoe herself spirit yes spirit and so they complete their first full moon ritual which is goes off without a hitch that's this is where also Nefrit kind of takes over takes the idea from Zoe to explain it to everybody yeah it's about the prefix everything yeah she's like I came up with this (laughs) and Zoe's like bitch you what (laughs) and like it's been misconstrued that uh, Zoe came up with the idea of the initial members of the council to have like like concreted handprints or something like that was her contribution apparently and so this adds a lot more kind of tension and conflict towards Nefrit because it's like why the fuck would she take her students ideas like yeah what, what does she have to gain from that yeah um so yeah Zoe is now a little bit sus so yeah that happens and every, all her friends are happy and all that type of stuff and she leads the ceremony like beautifully but of course she has to be perfect chosen one we love that this this is just gonna be the ongoing joke i'm just gonna say chosen one unironically yeah that's fun <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah back to stevie ray's death you know yeah she dies in zoe's arms zoe's holding her but they've also got the element they've called upon the element of earth to kind of comfort stevie ray yeah so that doesn't hurt as much and Nefret is actually quite surprised that everyone else has like an affinity to the element too. It just shows that their friendship bond is stronger, yeah. and it's well gifted by Nyx, which is really nice. Uh, so then, after all this, blah blah blah, Heath is taken, and I think Zoe, like through the bond, he is linked to her. Um, yeah, it's in- yeah. I think Eric. Eric is back and helps her out and says as much as he doesn't want her to help Heath because, you know, he's her boyfriend, he does imply if you search through your bloodlust, you'll be able to track him. Yeah, you'll him. be able to track him. Um, yeah, so Zoe discovers where Heath is and then I guess it's like a cave system underground. Yeah, underground type thing. Yeah. 
one of the nights when I think the night of Stevie Ray dying, Zoe had a a dream, a very vivid dream of Heath being taken, and this has now come into fruition. So now, of course, Zoe has an affinity for fucking visions. But I don't think that ever really. I don't think she has visions. Oh, she has dreams. Just Nick's trying to help her out. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps it. I reckon, it could be Nick's just throwing a bone. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just Nick's being like, "Yo, here, here's a helping yeah. hand, lovely. Here's, here's a free one. <laughs> yeah, um, free one on me. Yeah. <laughs> but also, real quick, more distrust is towards Nefret when Stevie Ray died. Nefret gave zoe a vial of like milky white substance i i do not like the phrase milky white milky substance, white substance it's yes gross. it's gross <laughs> she uh, never uh claims that it'll just help zoe sleep and get rid of her nightmares or whatever because it was such a traumatic experience for her um and i think she talks to aphrodite about something and like aphrodite's like whatever nefrit gave you don't drink it bit of extra backstory aphrodite had a roommate who didn't make the change who died and she drank it and she can't remember like about her roommate other than the fact that her name was Venus. Okay. So, more distrust towards Nefret, but do we do we still have a crush on her? We do. Like, you still have okay. a crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. There was a moment as well, I think, because, uh, I don't know if it was a vision or... Zoe actually spots, um, like, Nefret and, like, zombie Elliot. Like, he, she kisses him on the lips and it was just so gross. It was like, Ugh. Yeah. You know, yeah, she sees a yeah, big moment. <laughs> I just think because Elliot was described as such a like not a great looking guy, and like his zombie form is like he's hunched. Yeah, as well. So, yeah, yeah you know what? All attraction gone. Um, so yeah, even more distrust towards Nefret. And you just begin to think, like, why is Nefret doing this? Yes. Like, what the fuck? Um, of course, I'm sure we'll find out in the next like ten books. <laughs> So, yeah, more distrust towards Nefret, which ultimately leads towards the end of the book when uh, Zoe rescues Heath by herself. Although she does have the help of her friends due to Aphrodite's um, advice. Yes. Because she, she knows that Zoe succeeded because she had a vision of Zoe succeeding, and but she needs her friend's help. Detective Marks is a good fellow, I've learnt. We learn that these undead zob- zombie things who are holding Heath captive is... Stevie Ray, Elliot, Elizabeth, Venus, all the the dead fledglings are now like these zombie things and they've been feeding on these humans. Although due to the imprint, they believe that Heath's blood doesn't taste right. It's it's wrong. It's It's wrong, yeah. Um, So they've been kind of like holding out on him. So Zoe comes, calls the element of fire. They have like kind of not much of a battle, but like she managed to steer them away. And towards the end of the tunnels, she collapses the building and there's a semblance of humanity left in Stevie Ray because just before like Stevie, the Stevie Ray we knew and loved was all gone. Yeah, now she's a different person now. Yeah, and they say like she's the leader of this, but she died like yesterday. Yeah. How is she, how is she the leader of this yeah. gang? I suppose it's because she has that. She still has the element of Earth, which is really interesting. Considering. Yeah. So yeah, very interesting moving forward. And Stevie Ray reveals that Nefret is the one that's that's making all these things happen because yeah, she's giving them yeah this milky white substance when they die because it will help ease their pain and guide them into the next life. And but no, it's just you're just coming back to do my bidding. Yeah, it's just like a zombie thing. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a moment where Nefret, because they rock up to where um, 
Zoe saves Heath and, you know, Zoe plays dumb. It's like, oh, we found him. It was so terrible. Yeah. Nefret, thank God you're here. Yeah. And then Nefret kind of erases Zoe and Heath's memory um, to kind of forget all this ever happened just in case. Oh, just because they've seen, just because they've seen the zombies. Um, and so this, this moment with Zoe regaining her memories, if it happened like that like it was really it was like a quick thing i'm like this could have been dragged out a little bit longer i think it could have probably could have even drawn out to uh, like another book like in the middle of the next book be like oh but anyway she manages she finds a i forget how she does it i think she calls upon elements to regain her memories and so that happens and she's with detective marks and she's trying to remember it's like blocked and so then she calls on the elements to help clear her mind and detective marks reveals that his twin sister is also a vampire so he has all the sympathy in the world towards them which is great and this is why yeah i thought he was going to be a bigger character like i thought he was going to be a real like guiding stone for zoe but i also think that this book as well proves that aphrodite is turning into a hero we never knew we needed like she was an absolute bitch in the first book but now she's like she's still a bit of a bitch but like she's like doing a lot more to help zoe and her adventure so then she remembers that Nefret, yeah, is the one that's doing all this. And so they go back to school. I think Detective Marks interviews Zoe again with Nefret kind of present. And Zoe's like, pretends that, oh, like a homeless man is what's doing this and blah, blah, blah. And like Zoe and Nefret have a moment where it's like, Nefret's like, your friends won't believe it's me. Yeah. But then, um, then Zoe's like, I don't need my friends to believe me because Nyx does. And it was just yeah. a fucking clap back. Yeah. It was so good. But yeah, so yeah, obviously Nefret is not to be trusted. Crush is gone. Ben, <laughs> done. Um, and all is well in the House of Night, I guess. So now this is going to be an interesting kind of dance between Nefret and kind of Zoe because obviously being the high priestess, she has a lot of like, not only like ele- like spiritual elemental power, but like she is like the almost the head of the school. Yeah. Um, but like Zoe's the chosen one, so everyone should just believe her by default, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really awkward to see how these interactions play out and who does Zoe tell about Nefret? Um... Does she, you know, reconvene with, like, Stevie Ray at some point? Is Stevie Ray going to be, like, the inside zombie that we never knew we needed? Very interesting leading into I just realised, I thought it was in this book that something happened, but it happens in the third book, so I'm very excited for you to read. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And, yeah, so Zoe's grandma was saved. A, a, a terrorist thing. Heath captured and saved. They've solved. They haven't quite solved the mystery. Well, the detectives are satisfied the outcome. So yeah, I don't know. I think that was it. Dark yeah. daughter. Nefret is behind the creepiness. This may be a shorter episode just because it's so concise, and I think we've just gotten a bit more comfortable trying to get it more concise. Yeah, I have <coughs> an hour and thirty-eight. So if the first one was an hour, then this one's thirty. Yeah, I got. I got like fifty minutes. Yeah. But yeah. We'll see how we go. This is like a filler book, I feel. Between this and the next one. Does a lot of shit happen in the next one? It goes yes. down? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Lots and lots and lots, yeah. So, yeah. But I suppose this is a filler, but it also does drive the narrative forward a bit because, yeah, we're we're um, figuring out that Nefret is a problem and how we're going yes. to deal with that. And how we're going to deal with that, yes. Thanks for listening. Check out the third book coming out next week which is called chosen i believe third house of night book let's fucking go let's get this series cranking as always thanks for listening and find us everywhere yeah tiktok spotify instagram you name it if you find us somewhere you find us everywhere <laughs> all right all right you look stressed kenzie goodbye <laughs> sorry he's playing with crockery all good thanks guys bye